0: hey everybody welcome to the unapologetic podcast i'm lena i'm going to be talking with pastor billy and we are explaining the reason for our hope Awesome. Well, welcome back. We are here again at my kitchen table. We're still recording here in my kitchen, uh, and that's okay. If the rest of these end up looking like that, we're just excited that we get to keep putting these podcasts out for everybody and that we're using it as a way to connect during this yeah, That's right. Crazy that's right. Time. It is a
1: crazy time, and, and the more we can stay connected as a church, the more we can you know I, th- I think the better off will be you know it's just what church is all about is the connection with people and with god awesome
0: for sure and i think a lot of times when things are uncertain kind of like where we're living right now but even just in if you personally are in an uncertain time a lot of questions come up and so i think that's really cool that we're answering some of those questions and and yeah. one thing that i hear a lot is that All religions are basically the same at the end of the day. And that's not entirely true. You know, I mean, we believe that's not true at all, but... That's something that a lot of people believe. That and is
1: so. Oh, yeah. Listen, I hear that all the time. I and mean, that's really one of the big questions. It's a big question today is like, look, there's all these world religions, all these people in the world believe all these different things. Aren't all religions just basically saying the same thing? It's just doing it differently. There's different paths to God. There's the same mountain leading us to the same God. And we just have to pick a path, right? Right. It sounds like, yeah, wait a minute. It kind of yeah, sounds sure. rational sounds and reasonable to. Be free to believe whatever we want about God, and 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 honestly, that's called religious pluralism. What that means is that there's an equalization of all forms of religion and beliefs. Everything's valid; it all works. So you can just pick one, and it's okay. One is as valid as the other, and that's a very popular belief. And I'll tell you why. Partly because of the decline of the church, and 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 many churches have not. St- stayed up with the relevance and really answered questions and, and made it really s- feel that that we need God and we need Jesus and we need the church and we need all that. And so it is kind of, people have kind of waned in their enthusiasm for Christianity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And also, as, as the world becomes smaller because of information then we have this this buildup of knowledge of world religions, and so people are like, "Well, what about that religion over this religion? What about you know Hinduism or 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 being a Muslim over a Christian?" And these questions begin to to you know dawn on our minds. And then let's go back several podcasts to this whole di- idea of relativism, right? Where you're allowed to believe whatever you want, everything goes. You can you can adjust your morals to your own truth. Well. It's just going to follow that if you believe that, then it's going to be real easy to make the jump and say, I can believe whatever I want about God. Right. You if know that I mean?
0: religion works for that person, then awesome. And mine's going to work for me and awesome. And then we kind of run into this place where everybody's just running around and here we are in a postmodern culture. And
1: and everybody's doing their own thing. Yep. But but I'll tell you why else that religious pluralism is very appealing Because we have this inescapable sense of God. Nobody can walk away from the sense of supernatural that's out there. They can deny it, and atheists can deny it all they want, but there is going to be this sense. And so when you believe in something, doesn't matter what, it fills that a little bit, you know? And number two, it allows you to maintain choice as the ultimate ethic. So you have this thing that fills you and this thing that makes no demands on your life. And so, well, part of what it means to live in a world that's broken and fallen because of sin is we want to control our own God because we don't want anybody to tell us what to do. Right. So let's choose something that fits our lifestyle. I was in the car, I, I picked up somebody and they needed a ride, and we just got talking about religion, right? And he said, I said, well, what, what? he's asking me what religion I am because he knew I was a pastor. I'm like, well, I'm Christian, you know? And, and I said, well, what about you? He said, well, I'm Rastafarianism and Buddhism mixed. I'm like, hmm, come to find out he likes to smoke weed okay. and he likes the transcendental meditation. Okay. okay. So you pick a religion that honestly fits your lifestyle and that's what people think they can do and and it appeals to them. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So, you know, we call that syncretism when it, when it's like, well, what about all the religions? Aren't they basically saying the same thing? It's just God. You pick a path and you find God on that path. And here's the problem with that. It logically makes no sense. And I'll start out by, by telling you that the reason why it doesn't make sense is because every major world religion is mutually exclusive. What that means is they're all saying we're the right one. Right. That logically poses a very big problem. Even if we stop there.
0: Right. You can't truly subscribe to one of them without saying I'm not going to believe any of
1: these. That's others. exactly right. So either they're all untrue or, or one is true. Right. But you can't have all of them be true. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So let me just go through a couple of things about about the, here's here's what Christianity says about our destiny. Believers will spend an eternity in heaven. There will and there will be they will have an experience, an experience of a personal existence, and have fellowship with God forever. If I say that again, they will have a personal experience with God forever. That's their destiny, right? Right. A Jewish person says, many say that nothing exists after life is over. And they also say that others believe that they will go to an afterlife to enjoy the company of their Messiah, who is not Jesus, is a Messiah yet to come. Right. These are two different things going on. A Muslim believes that they will join Allah in heaven for an eternity of sensual pleasure and gratification. Hindus believe that they will eventually become one with the impersonal supreme being who is named Brahman and then become in a state of nirvana. Okay. Right? Yep. So all of a sudden you're looking really, Buddhists aspire to nirvana as a state of total nothingness, a final annihilation of individual consciousness. All oh, that sound crazy? Because it is. Because all of it's different. They're, they're, right. they're all so different that you're starting to wonder, are these paths even on the same mountain?
0: Those four different main messages or five that you just said are, are really nothing alike at all.
1: Right. And, and I was talking about what does heaven look like in those, in that list? Well, how do you get to heaven? Here's another problem. Christianity says you accept Christ's payment on the cross for sin. Okay. And the solution to get to heaven is faith in Jesus Christ, not on our own effort, not on our own good works. Right. A Jewish person says turning back to God and living a moral life will get you to heaven. That's all your own effort. OK, right. a Muslim believes that they earn their salvation by believing in the five doctrines of Islam and by performing the duties of the five pillars of the faith. But it all depends on your behavior. OK, and you'll never know if you actually check the checklist until, so you're it's, too late. until it's too late. Right. You know what I mean? A Hindu says you'll go through a series of reincarnations and the law of karma says that a Hindu reaps in the next life the rewards and punishments of the present. We use that term all the time. Right. Karma's gonna get you, right? You do yeah. something bad, something bad's coming on you. Well, that's what they really, really believe. So it's all up to your effort.
0: I'm sensing a common theme here. There's one word you keep saying. Effort.
1: effort. That's right. Buddhist same thing. Endless chain of reincarnations, four noble truths. You have to you have to work really hard to try and please that God in order for you to get to heaven. Here's the here's the crazy part. Christianity is the only religion where God has looked upon the people in an attitude of love and said, You know what? I'm gonna go pursue them instead of them pursue me. Right. You know? Yeah. There's, there's, big there's no
0: effort except that of Christ in the in the Christian belief on how you
1: achieve That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and honestly, it is it is seriously all mutually exclusive. And so some people say, Well, Hindus Uh, actually are very open to other faiths, and and they actually are to a certain extent. Right. But the end goal is that you do enough good to be reborn, 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 reborn through reincarnation into a Hindu family. That's when you start arriving at this place where you know you're pleasing God and arrive in a state of nirvana and all that. You see what I'm saying? So it's still... It's still mutually exclusive.
0: Right. Eventually, they believe you're going to find your way to Hinduism. So, and so.
1: so what people have to understand is it's not the similarities that we need to look at about religions. Right. It's the differences that we need to look at. Okay. I, heard w- I heard one person say this. Let's say I put two white tablets on the table. Okay. And, 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 and I said, okay, let, let, let's, let's look at the similarities and give them to me. And you'll say, wow, they're two, exactly the same size. They both have the letter A on it. They're both white and they're both tiny. And I said, okay, one of them is aspirin and one of them is arsenic. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It's the differences that make that, that, that really describe for us what is real and what is not. Not the similarities. We could say the similarities, well, they're all the same thing. no big deal. All the same thing. They're not There's the same thing. There's a big deal there. <laughs> it is not the same thing. Yeah. And I think we need to look at religions in the same way, that there are similarities, right? But it's the differences. And then we have to really look at what we believe and why we believe it. You know, Christianity has stood the, the test of time, as we, we talked about uh, in the last couple of podcasts, you know, we're talking about God who exists, but we also talked about the scriptures right. and why we can trust the scriptures. And, and the scriptures are the most tested documents of all time, and it always prove on the side of being true. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It so always comes back what, to,
0: it has said the same thing for so right. long.
1: That's right. So much time. That's right. And one of the things that that scripture does talk about is that God is a God of love and not fear. When you have to work your way to God and you have to put all this effort forth, um, man, you, you better look at that, right? Yeah. You better look at that. But now Jesus is based on love. Okay. And so that's why it makes this religion that we have called Christianity much, much different than all the other religions. But I challenge anybody who wants to say, well, I don't know. I still don't know. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? You have got to ask that question all the time when you're, you're comparing these other religions. You will start to really realize how incredible the Judeo-Christian documents are, okay, the Old Testament and New Testament, and how incredible Christianity is that it has stood the test of time. It is really amazing.
0: Right. And like you've said many times since we started talking, this isn't so much about proving somebody wrong, right? It's just, let's get a stone in their shoe. There you go. Let's make them start thinking about what they're believing so that they start to study it further.
1: That's exactly right. It puts a little doubt in their minds of like, oh man, I really got to look at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're putting some logical things together and really displaying some evidence here, you know? And when Jesus claimed himself to be the way in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. Now that's the verse of exclusivity right? because he's saying, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's when people start to get their hair ruffled or bristled or whatever. Right. What happens to your hair when you get upset is I've like, always whatever, man. I just thought it like... was
0: automatically you got feathers and then they got ruffled. Yeah, something so... like that. Feathers <laughs> ruffled. Right, okay, right.
1: I'll take that. <laughs> And then people will ask a couple of things, and this is where it gets a little difficult, but let me just explain really simply a couple difficult things that people might share. Okay. Somebody might say, okay, but what about all those sincere people around the world that are really, really believing their faith and living it out? And I say, you know what? Honestly, sincerity is never the judge of truth. We can't determine something is true whether somebody's sincere or not. Every mistake I make when I work on a car, I am sincerely trying to fix my car as fast as I can and as efficient as I can so it runs again. Yeah, when I make a mistake, it's a sincere mistake, but it's still a mistake. You know, if a doctor was going to do laser surgery on somebody's eye and accidentally did the wrong eye, he was sincere. He was sincerely wrong. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does, and it's one of the hard. Truths that we have to think about when we think about these things, but it still is a truth. And yeah, that doesn't mean that God is not the good God. His character is not in question at this point. It's just, hey, it's this is I am the way.
1: That's right. That's right. And then some people say, Well, that's insensitive. And I will say, you know, it's only insensitive if what I'm telling you I don't believe is true. Right. Because here's the thing. If you're in a movie theater and it's burning down, and I know that you're in that movie theater and you don't know it because you're so into that movie, man, you're watching it, you're in it, man, and all 30 people in that theater are watching that movie, what would be the most insensitive thing for me to do? If you walk didn't away. tell them. Exactly. Yeah. Walk away. I just walk away and ignore it. The most sensitive thing to me would be to say, I know the truth. Here's the truth. There is there is a fire outside and it's coming in here. Everybody needs to get out right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not insensitive for me to share with somebody, you know, that I believe something is true. You know, and I believe this true thing is gonna make the biggest difference in your life more than anything else on this planet. Well,
0: that's the thing, is this has eternal significance for people. And so it's it would not just be like, hey, there's you're in danger. It's like, this is, this is this has eternal implications, exactly. and if I don't share this with you, I'm going to have failed. I think what that's I insensitive. Yeah, you know I, oh, that's yeah. just what
1: I think is insensitive, and when we don't share it and 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 don't realize that there is hope that and faith, hope and love, man, we've got it in Jesus, right? And so, but then then somebody will say. Yeah, that's really narrow-minded of you. You are so narrow-minded because you only believe Jesus is the only way. What about all these other people, all these other religions, and all these other beliefs? It's so narrow. And I say, listen, to be honest with you, truth by definition is narrow. That's the bottom line. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. The color of a stop sign is red, you know, and, and we can go through a whole lot of different things that are like, this is truth and there's no other truth to it. Truth is narrow by definition. And right. some people think that we can jump outside of that narrow definition of truth when it comes to theology, when it comes to what we believe in God It's like, well, we should be able to believe anything. I'm like, OK, if truth is narrow, then there is going to be a truth especially when all these religions are saying they're mutually exclusive, we then have to determine what is true by what do you believe and why do you believe it? And we're saying that we have enough evidence to say, wow, man, Christianity stands on its own. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life abundantly. And that's what Jesus wants to do. That's what he's there, you know, to to call out to us and say, I'm offering myself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and he's saying that he's going to give it to us. It's a gift. And, man, what that comes down to is we're not having to work for it. We're not having to do anything ourselves We just get this because Jesus wanted to give it to us. And uh, I mean, that that really is what sets Christianity apart in my mind is, hey, here's this gift. I want you to have it. I don't care who you are right now. I want you to have this and I want your life to change because of it. And that's
1: exactly right.
0: It's cool to get to share that with people
1: absolutely and um man uh, so i I really challenge everybody to really ask themselves what do you believe and why do you believe it and really challenge themselves that to say that man we have the best case for any religion out there you know
0: yeah yep and us knowing confidently what we believe why we believe it we're going to become better communicators of that and I'm thankful for you being here helping to kind of yeah. shore up the things that we do believe. That's awesome. And we're going to keep going with that in the next session.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks, Lena.
0: All right, see you, Billy. See
1: you.